0: Hey everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on BlacksidRadio.com. baby, how y'all doing? You know, I love coming to you every week and sharing different parts and pieces of the Black Expat journey. You know, sharing different parts and pieces of my journey and uh, the journey of others and You know, I just always like you to know that we always have an emphasis on Panama, but we're open. We talk to other people living in different areas. And um, for example, Costa Rica. Costa Rica is one of those places that always comes up uh, on the top of the list when it comes to Panama. People that move to Panama considered, most of the time consider Costa Rica and vice versa. And so I don't know if I mentioned it to y'all last week, but being another co-host, um, Devin Austin, um, this is it, real talk, think, with the Black Sit community, straight talk with the Black community um that comes on Black Radio as, as well. We did a couple of, uh, of round roundtable discussions, one with individual Black expats um from Costa Rica and Panama, and we talked about the different you know, reasons why they made their choice. And then we did another one that's super, super important. We spoke with um two attorneys, uh, one attorney from Panama and one from Costa Rica about the different laws that are involved when it comes to being an expat in those respective places. And both of those um, shows will have aired by now on, on my YouTube channel, um, Black Expats in Panama, if you want to check them out, um, Devin did an amazing video of the um, the last one that we did with the, well, the first one that we did with the attorneys. Um, just absolutely awesome. Just kudos, Devin. I just, when I grow up, I want to make pretty videos like this, y'all. You got to see it. <laughs> so, you know, just keeping your mind open. Even for me, like I said, I'm still traveling and looking at other places as well, because I think after you start to become aware of the whole expat experience and people are just being so heightened by this possibility of living in another place that even people that aren't like looking to Sit are aware when they go even on vacation, like to look and to kind of figure, well, what, maybe ask some different questions. Like, what would it be like to live here? You know, what is your expat community like? you know, here. Questions that we would have never asked before. And then with that said, let me just say this, that elections are coming up. Please, please, please vote. Please make sure that you're properly registered to vote and that your um, your party is properly designated with your voting registration. Uh, we had a situation in Florida where they had Alfredo down as a Republican, you know, which is definitely not the case. And fortunately, we caught it in time. However, Kamau, when we went to vote in the midterms in Florida, he was unable to vote because he would have had to. The lady said, well, you can vote Republican. He was like, no, thank you. And so he was unable to vote in that. But we got that all straightened out. Um, our absentee that ballots are on the way. We have until November 8th to get them back um, to Florida and that will happen. Please everybody vote. To my expats who are living abroad, please, you know, if you are still a United States citizen and, and resident, please, please, please vote. Um, with that said, you know, you're gonna have people that don't vote. And I know that people are perched waiting to see what's gonna happen. Um. I'm sorry, when I said we voted in Florida, we voted in the private. And then because the the midterms are coming up in November, on November 8th and November 8th or November 7th, double check me on that. But um, what I will say is this, you know, once the election happens, mark my words, our groups blow up, you know, because if things don't go right. And it's a lot that's not going right right now in the United States. And if uh, things don't go right, people start getting reignited about moving. So I just want to let you know that if um, these upcoming, this upcoming midterm is the thing that pushes you over, you know, and say like, okay, that's it. I'm out. I'm crying, uncle. The U.S. is too crazy. For me, I said, I'm, I'm putting the U.S. on a timeout, baby. I'm going to let them just sit in the corner and figure this mess out. You know, for a minute, because it is just way too crazy for me to comprehend. Okay. So just want to say, you know, if you start looking or if you start feeling the urgency that perhaps you do need a plan B from the United States, holler at your girl because um Panama is, is an amazing, viable um option. And we are going we have some things coming down the pike, y'all, that you are not even going to believe. So stay tuned because there's a lot of opportunities and there's going to be more opportunities presented for um, Black expats in Panama. Mark my word. So there's that. Okay, so enough of the chit-chat, chit-chat. I want to tell you that we have a guest today and um, this is like two weeks in a row we're dealing with the Boquete area. Um, we had Priscilla on last week and thank you so much for the amazing feedback and love that you guys have shown her. Um, this week we have Rosalind Strong and Rosalind is actually multitasking because she, when she started out in Boquete and now she lives in David. And I want to say that it's only like a half an hour or within a half an hour distance But apparently, you know, very different from a cultural and uh, perspective. So we're going to get to talk to her today, a Black expat in that area. And um, also, um, she is bringing, she's the first person that I spoke to on the show who is um, a pastor, a pastor. And so like I was telling her, some of the requests, a lot of requests we get about a uh, from black expats is, you know, um, where, where's an English speaking church? Do you have just like any English speaking Christian or Baptist churches in um, in Panama city area? And so I think that it's it's a need, you know, people want familiarity when it comes to that. And one thing that has been probably a godsend to people all over the world is the internet and um just the you know the whole ability to tap into your your church home um if from anywhere you are in the world like i i watch alfred street baptist church quote-unquote religiously every sunday alfred street baptist church in um in alexandria virginia um Pastor Wesley is just off the the chain. They're an amazing church. They do amazing things. And I'm so glad that I can still support them from Panama. So with all that said, I'm going to let her talk for herself. And you know the deal. I'm going to get her on the line. Don't just stay right there. Don't you go nowhere. You understand? This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black expats in Panama, by way of Glassboro, New Jersey. Right, check. On blacksidradio.com. Stay put, y'all. I'll be right back. Well, if you got to get your glass of water, go and get it now. <laughs> be right back. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our BEEP community platform, or BCP, that can be found at BlackExpatsInPanama.net. Just click on that link that says, Join the Community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events, You can have, you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama, meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well, and so much more. So go over there, check out the membership, see which one is right for you, and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you. Rosalind, welcome to the show. Hello, hello,
1: hello,
0: hello. I'm hello. so I'm so glad to have you on. Um, you have such um an amazing, light, airy, friendly, sweet spirit. You do. Wow, thank you. Yeah, thank you, really, you. You really do, and it comes across even because this is the first time I've seen each other face to face. But even with the, you know, the messages that we've sent back because we've been talking on and off for a little while, um, it, it comes through. So I love that energy and I appreciate you just bringing your good old self to the show. So welcome. I'm glad to have you.
1: Thank you. And I'm just honored and humbled to be here. I love what you do. I love who you are, my sister. And I honor sisters. Yeah. I, honor, I always honor those
0: that are doing good yes and and it's important for us to do that i appreciate that and sometimes you know people want to love on you and give you your flowers and people be like oh girl that was nothing but now baby love on me i'll take it (laughs) i'll take it like it's good for us to support and love on each other so thank you thank you so much for that um so, I want to talk to you because you are a Black expat in Panama and just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your journey. So, tell us a little bit about um, Roslyn. Where are you from? Wow. Yes. Which chapter and volume shall we do?
1: <laughs> Let's start at the <laughs> beginning.
0: <laughs>
1: Where are you from? My, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm one of those good old Midwestern country gals, you know? Okay. And what I um, what I love about my life is just how it's transformed, even to get me here to Panama. I live, listen to many of the testimonies, many of the people and their stories about how they came and how they came about and... Uh, my story isn't necessarily wasn't necessarily glamorous all of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I had bumpy beginnings early in life. I went through a long twenty-year marriage. It didn't end like I thought it should. Matter of fact, it ended early. Amen. So I'm just. I
0: went through, <laughs> I you said of it ended early. Amen.
1: Yeah, I took care of my mom for eight years after she had a stroke. I worked in corporate America for some years and I got laid off. I worked for the energy company in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And when they laid off from the energy, I took my severance and I came out of corporate America. And so there were a lot of bumpy beginnings. And the only reason I'm bringing that up, because a lot of times when you look at a life changing move like this, Mm -hmm. you know, you might think, well, I I don't have all my T's crossed, all my eyes got it. Can I? Is it really possible for me to make a move and, and and a life change like this? And so I wanted to make sure that that comes across because I did, I had, I had went through my uh, retirement. I had my marriage ended or all those things that should be put in place that we do right. They Mr. weren't Mr. necessary. Mama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. And so Mama. even through hmm and through that, I looked up, uh, you know, I still have, uh, I'm thankful for the way my life turned around. Mm-hmm. And I was able to still bring myself back to where I should have been in the first place before God got in spanked up well, behind.
0: So <laughs> tell me, okay, so you're from Missouri. And then you said you also lived in California. So is that, where Where did you move from when you moved to Panama. I moved from California.
1: I lived in California the last 30 years. Okay. And so I left St. Louis and I moved to California and my life began to transform and change there. And um, I had a small church there that I pastored for the last 12 years. And then when COVID came and the churches started closing down and things started happening to our income. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Is when I realized that you know what I'm gonna have to make do look at myself and a different type of introspect of my life and see where I am. And Panama was always the place I wanted to go to retire to, but I just didn't see myself realistically being able to make the move because everybody I looked at, they had retirements, they were married, they had this, they had all their stuff in order, they had prepared, and I wasn't. But I really started looking and saw that it was a pop- this was an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to really live the life that I wanted to live, for me to be able to enhance and do better. So I look at the economy and, and what I was able to achieve through that. So that's how I got here. When I looked at Panama from an economic what standpoint. You, what
0: made you look at Panama? And did you look at Costa Rica as well?
1: I looked at Panama. I looked at Mexico. I didn't even learn about Costa Rica. I knew very little about the Latin countries. Okay. I really did. I was a missionary. I traveled to a lot of African countries and around the world to other countries, but the Latin countries, I'd never visited. So I didn't know a lot. And so when I looked at Panama and I just saw the cost of living and how affordable it was, and I started looking at the safety to be single, and just to make a, a major move like this, that's what made me really start considering Panama. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it was the best choice to Wow.
0: <laughs> so you came from, so you moved here from Cali. And tell us about your your family. Um, what is your family structure?
1: Well, I was married for 20 years. I'm no longer married, so mm-hmm. that's was not a part of my life anymore, being a wife. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no children, um, natural children of my own. Okay. so my mom and my dad both went on. And uh, my mom, she had a stroke. So I actually brought her to Cali the last eight years of her life, and I was a caregiver taking care of mom. And so after mom, you know, that that was a great impact as well. Because I said, you know what? I don't have a lot of family, so there wasn't a lot that was holding me back. Right.
0: A lot of times. You had, had you had the freedom. You know, and it's like um when, when you're married, when you have children, you know, those are all different things that have to be considered in addition to, you know, what you want to do for yourself, right? And so sometimes it's, you know, some people think, well, it's harder than it's just you, but, and it might be in some regards, but in some regards, it's easier because you get to do you. You know, there's a lot of people that hesitate moving because their kids don't want them to go, their grandkids don't want them to go. So basically, you came to Panama with your fur baby. Yes. Your fur and baby. a few
1: people I know, they, they thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember my aunt asking me, what is wrong with you? You're too old and you're by yourself. You can't just get up and go like that. And I told her, I said, I have to go. I have to do this for myself. You know, so I just asked him to support me. And yeah. me and my puppy, we got on a plane and a dear friend of mine, one of the mothers of the church, she came with me, Mama Betty, yeah. for the first uh-huh. six months. I'm so glad she did. Okay. And here I am.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. So okay. So tell us, when did you arrive in Panama?
1: I got to Panama on uh, July seventh of two thousand and twenty-one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, been you, a you're,
0: you're over. You're over a year now. And when you came to Panama, you moved to Boquete.
1: Yes, I was in Alta Boquete in Francis. And I had a, a beautiful home in Francis over there by the park. And it was it had a big yard, it was kind of set back. And it was nice when mom, I called mom, baby mom. It was nice when mom was here, but when she went back to the States, I was kind of secluded. Mm-hmm. I was kind of sitting back by myself. I wasn't in the mix of the people you know I was in between but out i was in out Boquete, between Boquete and David. Mm-hmm. so when i I made a move I, after my lease was up I moved to David, uh, um to Fontana and so it's a good vibe here I have neighbors that are closer everything's convenient for me I'm next to shopping food eat it's all here mm-hmm. so when I came here it was it was
0: um it was a good move for me so david is david is a little more is it a little more urban or like is it little like a little more uh what's the word like suburban whereas is, is Boquete more rural you, you
1: know what it's a mixture whatever mm-hmm. you want you can you can find it here, okay Dhabi has different parts that are more urban more uh, a little more city like real busy. But where I feel is a little bit more suburbia. It's very quiet, but I'm five minutes, you know, from all the hustle and the
0: bustle and the activity. Well, I'm right here. Especially being single by yourself, you know, I, for me, I need to be around things. I need to be, I I always say, if I holler loud, I need somebody to hear me. (laughs) You know, or in an emergency, I need to be able to walk to yeah you know something else like um being out on rural roads and a whole lot of trees and skinny roads and stuff like that is not attractive to me it's not what I want in my life you know so, t- tell us about david and i mean sorry boquete and why you chose to come to boquete well i um when i started doing my
1: research for Panama, and I looked at the areas where a lot of expats and retirees was. Boquete popped up. I think Boquete well, catered to to me. Now, this isn't just my opinion. Yeah. More uh, couples, and more like you say, when you're cut, when you're by yourself. Okay, but Boquete is oh, so beautiful. The weather, everything is just beautiful and perfect there. And so, so I was drawn
0: to now because everybody says it's the the weather is a lot cooler there than it is like in the city. So was that a draw for you as well, the the weather? That it was and going okay. to be a cooler climate? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it was. It was beautiful. It was cool. It was, I love the rain because I came from the high desert in California where okay. they say it's never rain. rain. Uh-huh. So the was beautiful. But <laughs> I did not like the Everything else that the rain included was inclusive of the 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 critters and the mold and the other things. One day I was kind of caught out at night and there were some frogs around my door and there were different things. So that was kind of that was a lot for
0: me. <laughs> no, no, it's called that's called the critter factor. And listen, nobody don't like to admit it, but I get they get they send me messages messages on the side saying, "Girl, thanks for letting me know about the critter factor." So. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I know that I probably wouldn't like to live in Boquete is because of all mm-hmm. of the green and that just comes with I mean like you said the rain but yeah. also the green you know all of that green when I see green all I just think of is that somebody else's world you know the mm-hmm. geckos y'all got scorpions right have you seen any scorp-
1: yes snakes scorpions Killer, the poisonous snarks, uh, frogs. My doggie is little, and I was just terrified of her with these frogs and everything. And, and it's beautiful. I love nature. So I know there are a lot of people that get mad when you say that and say, well, it's all beauty. It's all nature. And it is beautiful. But if you were born and raised in a city and you've never seen a get cold, you know, that just freaked me out. That sent yeah. me straight up the wall. Do
0: you do? It ran up the wall. <laughs> And, and so they I love nature. I just here, they like they like to be up the wall and on the ceiling. I'm like, well, really? Uh huh. It's, it's
1: so I not see a lot I don't see a lot of that. Now I know that they are here. I yes. see them on the porch. I see them around, but I don't see them in my house like I used to. Yes. I put uh, duct tape around my screens.
0: Uh huh. That's what I need oh, to I do because our screens is getting kind of loosey goosey. Yes, yeah. I'm
1: sorry, I can't
0: with them, but I don't want them in the house.
1: Even if they're tight, even if the screens are tight, the baby geckos—they can—they can get at anything. So I just went around the entire screen. One of my uh, maintenance men—he said just go around those screens with with duct tape—and I haven't seen any in um, creeping in that
0: way. So, so when um, you were when you were living in um, Boca how did you find? And I'll ask you this because it always comes up. How did you find living there as far as the other expats? Did you feel welcome? Did you feel any racism or pushback at all? Well, I I wasn't really in the mix
1: because being in Alta Boquete and um, you know, there there are a lot of activities there, you know, they they party, they they have fun, they have gatherings. Yeah, and I, I don't do a lot of partying right. now. I put well, right. just put it like this: I party a different way. I still right. party; I just changed. Right.
0: But,
1: <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't do a lot of, um, you know, drinking and partying and clubbing. I did go out and eat. I did, you know, I love to dance. I love to party, but I just wasn't in the midst of it because I was on the outskirts. Yes. So I never really got into the um into the scene because I was a little distance away and on the outskirts. Yeah. And so that's what I love about that beat. I'm right here in the in the center of everything, in the heart
0: of everything. So being on the outskirts, did that keep you from making friends? Or did you were you still able to make friends while you were in Boquete? Mm, not as much.
1: I was, again, I was kind of a, a distance away from everyone. And, um, and Mama I was
0: with you for the first six months. So you had companionship.
1: I had mom, mom right now. Mm-hmm. And we went everywhere together. We went at eight lunch. She's watching probably on only now. We went ate lunch, ate dinner. We did everything, exploring, um, yes. kind of all together. And I'm trying to get her to move back. Okay. So, so, yeah. so I did so- get out a, a lot except trying to, and you know, that first year, you I was really trying to get established,
0: trying mm-hmm. to get a
1: house, you know,
0: trying to get things. Yeah. So. When you came, when you came into um, Boquete, did you, when you came to Panama, did you stay in Panama City first, or did you just go beeline straight to Boquete? Because straight if you came in July of 2021, I mean, things were, Things was just starting to loosen up a little bit with COVID, so it was still a little strange, right? Yeah, we had to quarantine. Yes,
1: they still had that quarantine factor for 14 days, mm-hmm. so um, they want to know where we were staying. Actually, we did. I came and stayed at a uh, Airbnb, beautiful, right there in in the heart of Boquete. Mm-hmm. But I found a house, and I paid up at this Airbnb for like three or four weeks. before I got here, which was a no-no. Don't do that, people, because I found a house.
0: Okay, Okay. and And then you were already committed.
1: I was already committed, but I wanted to be settled because before I left California, I moved out of my house a month or so before I left and moved in with Mama Betty. And I'm used to living by myself, so I wanted to get settled. I was, you
0: know, so. I know, I know. When When we moved when we moved here, it'll be a year on November seventh. I think that we actually got back when we we moved. Actually got back here. We moved here, had shut everything down in Virginia and we opened up apartment in Florida. Um, but when we got here, it was just it has just been a constant a constant cycle of of disarray. You know, it's like we had, we got here and we had all our stuff delivered and then it was like stuff all over the place. So it's been constantly getting settled. And then when we finally got things like, you know, halfway together from the move, then we remodeled our kitchen and then they took everything out of the kitchen and put it in the den and then we had boxes again. And um, so I know that it, it, it has been a process for, for us as well. It's been a process as far as getting settled. And yeah, but you but were able well, to get settled. Was your well, place furnished?
1: It was semi, they said semi-furnished, but semi-furnished only meant a couch and a dinette set. <laughs> but it was okay. It was okay because I, I wanted my own bed. I didn't want to sleep on yes. it. I wanted it. and so I started buying things and building up a home. So and I like that. But I I think it was a good idea to come in and look for something furnished or semi-furnished. So you're not so under pressure trying to get, you know.
0: Yes. And and also understanding that, um, I think I had one black expat say to me, everybody's idea of furnished is not the same. (laughs) You know, and Mm -hmm. semi-furnished, like, uh, that's up for interpretation. So you need to know exactly what you're getting. So you what moved into getting. a house. Tell us about the house and tell us about, you know, what what was the you leased on um, the house, right? What was the what was the leasing prices like back when you started leasing at Boquete?
1: Oh, the house was beautiful. The house was beautiful. It was three bedrooms, three baths, and um it had a, a unit which looked like it could have been um on the side of, of a garage that was um enclosed and um redone mm-hmm. and there was a bathroom over there and so I started my little ministry in there. It had a beautiful backyard with uh plenty of fruit trees. I found out a, what a sour sock was when I got up one morning and saw I'm on the ground. I'm like, what is that? Is that I the little prickly tree. things? Yes okay you ate it and so I ate it but what I really love is the tea Ooh. I love the tea uh-huh, the tea is good the and tea so, was um, growing in your backyard it leaves yes what? it was growing in my backyard and there are so many medicinal benefits from that sour shop and the tea and so I had I had it right in my backyard. I probably stripped the people's poor tea tree down because <laughs> the tea is so good. The tea is so good. I put a little clove in it, a little ginger in it, and I, I have some right now. I do iced tea as well as hot tea. And, and you know, coffee. Boquete is famous for its coffee as well. Yes. I love the coffee. I fell yeah.
0: in love with the coffee. So the house, you everything is going to with you. Have you ever been to Carmela's Finca or had any of the coffee from Carmela's Finca? No, I haven't. Her name, it's a sister out there. Her name is Pam Crawford. And she's a sister. She owns a coffee farm in Boquete, And I think it's called the to- Carmella. Have- and she also has like um, it's like an Airbnb you know, sleeps eight or something like that. And she wins all these awards and everything. So yeah, it sounds like the soil is very good out there for growing um, that yeah. kind of stuff. So how much did a place like that cost? So it was a little out from the city. Like how far was it from the heart of Boquete? It was about, I'd say about 20 minutes out, 15 okay.
1: or 20 minutes off. And I was okay. paying a thousand dollars for three bedrooms, three baths. Wow. Beautiful room. Yes. I have three bedrooms here. And um you like big spaces. Uh-huh. Well, I sew, I do, I brought my sewing machine and my surgery because I'm a seamstress and I like to design. So I mm-hmm. knew I was gonna want to keep my room, my sewing room, and my craft room. Okay. and then I know that I also keep a guest room so when mom comes family whoever comes got you so what kind of things do you sew um whatever <laughs> i'm i'm i designed when i was sewing i had a a design i designed women clergy robes designer women clergy robes for oh, wow. women and so now when like i said when covid shut down the churches and shut down on all that, that came to a halt. So now I have been making um, African attire, some African attire um, for him, his and her African attire, matching attire, someone asked me about that. And I'm just really kind of getting started trying to see what my niche is gonna be with sewing here. So so have you been to Panama City? <laughs> Only going in and out of the country. I I just told someone today, I am going to visit.
0: Well, I'm going to visit Boquete too, but you, yes. you. So you haven't you haven't been to Panama City at all yet? Not just on a visit, just
1: wow. coming through. Wow. And I need to find a, I have to find a good uh, puppy sitter, babysitter, so mm-hmm. I can get away overnight and what have you yes. feel comfortable leaving yes. You know, it's like having a baby at home. You got to have someone
0: that's going to. So yes, now they do have a group in Panama called. Um, it's the bling I mean not in Panama, in Boquete. And I think it's like the, the blingos. You know the how they blingos. Call it? yeah. blingos. It's the it's the black gringos in, yeah. in Boquete. And if you don't know them, maybe I should introduce you to them because I mean it's like yeah. they do a lot of things that are outside of, you know, drinking and partying. They do uh um, yeah. you know, they, they get together as women out there, you know, just get together for lunch and um, dinner. I see them. They have yeah. like the flower festivals out there, and they they do a lot of different activities. And so I want to make sure I connect you with them. Um, yeah, I, I,
1: yeah. I don't get up to Boquete as much. I'm trying to get some activities started here in Davie yes. because I found okay. there are a lot of uh, yeah. that yeah. an expat community right here in Davie. There's a yeah. retirement community there. That we need to just pull it together. Yeah, we need to.
0: Absolutely. A- a- absolutely. So now you've been um you've been in in Panama since July of 2021. When you came, what was your residency process like? How you know what did that look like? Did you have anything done before you left the states?
1: I did not. I brought everything with me to get started. I brought my Social Security, print out my, um, just everything that was required. My FBI. The FBI background check, uh-huh. So when I got here and I met with an attorney and I had a a, a bleep on my FBI report. I told you I had a bumpy beginning, so it should have been more than a bleep. But 40 years ago, I had a misdemeanor on there. I think we stole some cigarettes or something. And went to court and paid a $20 fine. And that showed up. And and at that time they said this won't they they make, they want your FBI report clear and clean. So I held back to see, you know, what other options I had. I didn't want to blow it and blow my chance, you know, completely. And so someone said, well, if you're there two years, you can just, you know, they may not require that, they won't require the FBI report if you're consistently staying. So I was going that route. but then I talked to the attorney that you referred me to just spoke with her and she said the laws have changed. And -hmm. she said, so for those misdemeanors and that are so old and so long ago, she said that's that's not Mm -hmm. It's 40 years ago. That happened in 79, 70 somewhere. So um, (laughs) I'm going to get that taken care of now. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I was going to ride down two years, but you know, I can go ahead and take care of
0: that. That's right. So now... When you so so you you've been here on your on your passport visa, and um, do you get any discounts before you have your actual Panama, Panamanian ID? Do they still give you Hubalado if you show your U.S. Um, driver's license, or no? You don't go for that. Some do, some do. A few stores.
1: When I showed them my ID, they gave me the discount, and when I asked about it, they gave me my senior discount um when I first went back came to Panama City when I was flying, I've been here a year, and I've been back to the state four times already really? like do you really live in Panama she <laughs> And so I took that bus overnight, that uh bus that leaves and goes here. I love that bus. A lot of people it's don't like hours. it. It's eight
0: hours. It's eight hours, right? So from David to Panama City, is it eight hours? No, I always take no, I always take it
1: overnight. And when you take it overnight, there's no traffic. It's four hours. I love oh. it. So I usually get a flight out in the morning. I take that overnight bus and uh I sleep four hours. I'm there. I get to the airport in time before all the traffic in Panama starts. So I love it.
0: So, how much is a bus ride from uh, the the overnight, I guess, express um, bus ride from David to Panama City or Tocumen? They take you right to Tocumen. Yes,
1: they take. No, okay. they take you to the um, to the mall. Okay, the Metro Mall okay. or Albrook. Uh, yes. Al, Albro. they take you
0: to Albrook, or uh, is that where the
1: terminal? The terminal. That's yes. that
0: yes. terminal Albro. one. That's the main one. Yes.
1: Yeah, so that was like a twelve. First time it was ten dollars. They honored wow. my senior, honored me as a senior with my um passport alone. Yeah, and then if without that, I think it's like twelve dollars. So either way, it's cheap. It's it's the regular price on the ticket is eighteen dollars. So wow. Oh, it's it's the buses. They have the big modern, plush double decker buses. They're just very cold. So I take my blanket and wrap up in, I take snacks and water, and I, I really do enjoy it. And the seats wow. are, are, are really roomy, and I think I enjoy that way more than I would driving into Panama. You know, you just sit back, you sleep, or you read, or whatever, and then you're there in four hours. And you're fresh to get on your flight.
0: Awesome. So so tell me this. Um, so you're 63? And I'm up. You'll be 63. Oh, what a blessing. And, no woman, yeah. and I know that you mentioned that you had a ministry when you were in California and you actually you were doing ministry out of your place when you were in Volquete. What What kind of ministry to what extent were you doing ministry? Did you say that? Yes. Well, um, I'm, I'm planning. Like online? A
1: church. Yes. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What I was saying when you do a ministry like online. Online. I'm planning a church here in Panama. Uh, kingdom life embassy center is an international church ministry. So I'm starting, but I still have my followers and members there. So I do live, um, broadcast every week and, um, online phone, uh, Bible studies and whatever. And as I get it, things set up and planted here at my house every week, I have Bible studies. I'm open, you know, and so it's, I'm just going with the flow, you know, however that opportunity opens up. I, I just, this is my life. I don't consider it a separate part of who I am. I love living life and doing I, whatever it is. my I, call is. I I
0: know that's right. So you do you think you could see yourself opening like um an uh, edifice um uh, in in like a building or that kind of um uh, uh brick and mortar church type thing in Panama? Do, do you think you could see that yeah. for yourself? Yeah, I
1: know it's going to take time because I'm starting from from ground up from ground zero. So I'm not a church plan. I wasn't sitting here with, uh, with missionaries. I I would sit here sh- to start from scratch. <laughs> yes. uh, those of you know what that means, straight from the ground. And that doesn't intimidate me because I just minister to whoever God puts before me. I don't force it on anybody. And when the time comes, I open the building. And I also have a women's ministry called the Pink Ministry. That's why you see all the pink here. Like oh, have pink
0: oh, the Pink Ministry. ministry.
1: Yeah, the paint camp conferences that I still go back and do in the states. The next one I have in Missouri in March, but I'm okay. looking to have one here. I'm looking to even do a women's pink prayer breakfast in Panama.
0: Yes, in the near future. So I just like, like I said, Canada I just Park go. City is a great, great, great place for retreats and to bring. Yes, up. and it really yes. is. It really is. <laughs> so they would, they would really love it.
1: You know what I love about Panama is that there's something here for everyone. Yes. There's something here for everyone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter your walk, life, or whatever. There's something here. And so if, if there's a place and there's a need, it'll happen. If that's what you're created for it to do, whatever it is, it'll happen. And mine just happens to be ministry. So I'm here yeah. to kick it off. I'm going to jump get it off. I'm not traditional by far. Yeah.
0: Yes, uh, sir. Well, I will tell you, I will tell you, and anyone else listening today that there are a few things that um, I see the desire in, in for in the Black expat community, and one of them is an English-speaking Christian church. You know, there's, there's not, there's not a lot of English speaking Christian churches that I've seen here, like in the city, not sure what it's like in Boquete and David. Do they have a lot of churches out there? They have
1: a few, uh uh-huh. But you know, church is like, um, there are so many different levels to, to, to minister on, you know, you have to find the right church for you. You have to find what I call your flavor. You know, some people may be of a denomination, some may be of a non-denomination, some people don't want a woman ministering to them or whatever. So there you can never have enough churches. (laughs) You know, as long as you find a way to get taught, get edified, if that's your choice, you know, there's a there's always gonna be a place to start ministry. Because people are hurting, people need answers, and people just need to be ministered to. Those that welcome back, you know, it'll it'll happen. That's why I'm here. Part of it. The rest of it is to yes. enjoy all my brothers and sisters that are over here as well. I know that's
0: right. And speaking of the brothers and sisters that are here, how did you how did you find out about um black expats in Panama? How did you find out about B? Child, 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 <laughs> you played a big
1: role and a big part of me in my research. Here I am, this little old gal, knowing nothing about Panama. And um, there was that inner voice that was leading and guiding me, but knew nothing about Panama. And so I started researching, and there you were. So I started following a few of your videos and uh, just looking for people. And I saw videos of expats and retirees coming into Panama, but I saw none like me that looked like me. Uh I saw none you know, that resembled me that, you know, and so I started following you and listening to what you had to say and it brought me a little more comfort.
0: Okay, because so you
1: beginning. started seeing those. You started seeing the folk that look like us. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And I like seeing everybody. I have yes. a multi-ethnic church. I yes. include everybody. But I still want to see, I want to see some of my folk, where, the, where, where they at? And, where yeah. Where yeah. <laughs> nothing it's
0: It's nothing it's nothing like it it's 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 really like and it's like it's the best of both worlds you know black expats in panama has been able to unite black people here and help us find each other that's the main thing it's like we find each other through um black expats in panama it's just the the messages and the the emails that i get like oh my gosh that change changed my life. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. So. Yes,
1: I've met a, I've I've met a few friends. I'm I, I'm a pastor, but believe it or not, I'm an introvert. Really, <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I'm an introvert, so I don't need a whole lot of people around me all the time, especially when I'm focusing on. But that, I have met a few special people. Through um, lingo's and through um, the, your site and and I treasure their friendship. You know it's important. It plays an important part.
0: Yes, in what you're doing. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're here with us. So let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm going to be um, I'm going to be good today. We're going to wrap up on time. Let me ask you this: How is your Spanish? Oh, oh. now why would you go
1: there? Poquito.
0: <laughs> Un poquito. I know that word. Yeah. Exactly. Very you learned know, you know, that, you know, that word real quick. Like, okay, I'm just booking a little bit. And I think that so, okay, so when you were in Boquete and you were in David, you know, did you hear, you know, what was the the ratio of English versus Spanish and was it more in Boquete or less in David? You know, what was the makeup?
1: I, I heard more English in Boquete. And that was one of the reasons I was a little afraid to stretch out on my own. I wanted to go and try to move to different areas. I want to experience living in different areas until I find what they call what sweet spot. Yes. <laughs> but one of the things I, I was a little afraid of was moving into an area without with, with where they didn't speak a lot of English. I have English-speaking people around me, but I have more Spanish-speaking friends and people that are coming into my life, and it's helping me.
0: Yes. You got to put yourself out there. And I mean, I'm married to a Panamanian, and, um, you know, my my Spanish was on zero. I mean, my Spanish was on zero. Um, and, like, just because you live with somebody who speaks Spanish doesn't mean that they're the best person to teach it to you. You know, and so I mean, I'm saying, you know, it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, we would try to practice sometime. And I mean, pretty much, just for example, it's like, okay, so did you pay the bill or not? You know, it's like, you know, you got things to do. I just need to understand what are we talking about so I can move on. And um, you need, I needed more than that. I needed more than just the, the interaction between us. And what I found was my neighbors, my, you know, the neighbors that we have here. um, I was alienated. I was like, you know, when my husband would be out because they do little block parties and, you know, they're very community oriented and stuff. I was shy away because I didn't speak the language and when a lot of people were talking at one time, it would be overwhelming to me because even if I was trying to listen to one person to pick up some words that I know, by the time other people start talking and it was just like, I'm 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 a, not an introvert. I like talking. So not talking and sitting there like on my phone was just something I didn't want to do. So a lot of times I would just shy away from the activities in the neighborhood. Until I started working out with neighbors across the street. And it has been life changing. They are actually foreigners from Venezuela. And uh, we work out together and we started teaching each other English and Spanish. And it has been the most remarkable journey. It really has. If you can hear us now compared to when we first started hanging out together in January, it is like night and day. And not only that, I absolutely unequivocally love them. And when you don't when you are not communicating, you don't know mm-hmm. what the person is about. So I think that not knowing the language keeps me from good relationships. Yes. So I'm well, you know, I, love,
1: I I the, the the Spanish that I learned is from the, the few friends that I have accumulated here in Davide. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a driver, but I don't have a car. And he teaches and helps me a lot. And And the Panamanians say, help us with our English. So mm-hmm. we're helping each other. But I, I don't always retain. Yes. So what I do is I have to get words that are relevant to what I need at the time. Yes. And that's
0: how I kind of remember and retain. Do you but use, I, use, I use Google Translator a lot. Google Translate. That's what I was going to say. Google Translate. Have you tried any of the apps? I no? love... Yeah, I work with... What is it? The
1: Lingo? The Lingo.
0: Duol- du- Duolingo.
1: Duolingo. Yeah. But you have to be so consistent with that every day. You have yes. to really be on everything. And I'm
0: not I, there yet
1: because I got a lot going on.
0: Yes, yes. I hear you. I hear you, you know... I, I was just thinking about it. And we work out with the, I work out with Delana and Draco um, twice a week and he's the instructor. And so that, that is not only is it a good thing for me to get up and do something great for my body, it is also two hours, at least two hours of every week that I am actively practicing our, la- our language and it's just it's it's been the most rewarding thing ever. Yeah, no, that's good. Rewarding thing ever. And I it makes me feel more a part of my country. You know, because you know Panama is, is my country now too. You know, I'm a permanent resident and I, I I just absolutely love it here. So
1: I wanna find more activities so I can be yes. more immersed into the community because That does help. Once I got more immersed into the Panamanian culture and people, Mm -hmm. that's when I started opening
0: up and learning a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. You really you really expand. And then, like somebody said, You too old. No, we're not too old. You know, it may not be as easy like my granddaughters, you know, how they can pick it up, but we can do it. We are not too old. And You know, so many of us, I just see us living our best lives and it warms my heart. It absolutely warms my heart just to see us doing new things, you know, living our best life. You know, I wake up and I'm in peace every single day. I I love it. I just, I love everything about this part of my life. I'm 58 years old and um, I just could never have imagined that I could know such peace and happiness in my life, particularly at this age. And, you know, I'm not retired. We do Black black expats in Panama and I do a lot of other things, but I'm doing things that make me happy. And so that's important. So with that said, um, it's been wonderful having this conversation with you. And I was wondering if you would like to give us some parting advice, like maybe for people who are considering making an international, a move to an international space of Panama or uh, another international space. What's the thing that the biggest lesson that you've learned? And then also just tell us how we can get in touch with you, how we can follow your online ministry or whatever other parting information you want to share with us. Yes. Well,
1: one thing I do want to um really let the people know is that, because again, from my experience, sometimes life may uh, leave you in a place where you don't think that you're able to live the life you deserve. Especially for our people, you know, we've had bumpy rides up and down. There's so much going on in the States, which takes us to different phases in different places. But you can turn your life around and Panama is a beautiful place hallelujah can I say hallelujah <laughs> that I have found, hallelujah. I found- won't he do it what it will <laughs> yes. find your peace find your peaceful place find your place of peace find yeah. your place where you, you deserve to have some peace and happiness and joy in your life, regardless of what you have been through. You may have had a simply good life where everything fell into place. But if you haven't had that, you're still able to turn things around and achieve Mm -hmm. a better life, Mm -hmm. to achieve a better life. And that's one thing that I like to relate. Sometimes people give up because they think they can't do any better or there's no solution or that, you know, And so just follow me on Facebook, I I broadcast every Sunday, and anyone that would like to join and help me get this thing off the ground, get this party started, come on, let's do it, because I have a praise party every Sunday. I'm broadcasting live, and I'm moving by the spirit, however that goes. Kingdom Life. Kingdom Life Embassy Center. Okay. Which is soon to be, now that I'm international, that's why I don't put so much emphasis on the church name because I'm changing it to Kingdom Life International Church. They just look for like look on Facebook or where do you broadcast from? I broadcast on Facebook as well as on YouTube. We're still working to perfect our YouTube Sunday recording. Those, um, but you know the internet is kind of funny, so all of the um, the recordings aren't as clear. But I'm Rosalind Strong on mm-hmm. both. Okay. So cool. just look me up and get in touch with me if they have any questions, even if any prayer requests or anything. I'm here. I'm here to serve. What time does it air on Sunday? My service starts at 11:30. So Pan- Panamanian time is like Central time, that's right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So 11:30 Panamanian time, and that's uh, two hours ahead of California and uh, an hour behind Eastern. So uh, yeah. my service starts at 11.30, but I don't come on right at the head of the service. I, t- I just report the, the sermon. So that usually comes in about 12, 15. Just start looking for me around 12. After I, we finish praise, worship, prayer, and everything. So, yeah, I'd love to see some of you guys. Just come on out and hang out. Let's get some things going.
0: Get the party going here. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you sharing. Um your story and hanging out with me today. Um, and thank you for being such an encourager. And and, and when you said, when you say peace, that's it. That's my word. That is, that is my word. A- absolutely. And I said, you know, some people that's messy, you know, they messy. They always got stuff going on in their life. I say, you know what? I don't think they've ever known peace because once you know peace, Once you know peace, you will seek after it. You know, you're not going to want, you're not going to want foolishness and, um, and, and, and stress and confusion in your life once you've known peace. That's what I think. And I feel
1: like it may be someone under the sound of my voice right now that needs peace. And I just want to release that, um, that your eyes were open to reach and to strive for peace. Yes. You know, it's a lot of suicide going on. It's a lot of people that are just hurting, suffering silently. And so what you're doing to open up another way for people to expand their lives and move, it's all about getting to your place of peace.
0: Yes. So somebody
1: be looking at this, and I just pray that
0: you will find your place of peace, cause it's there for you, baby. It's it there is, for you. It is, and once okay. you know it, oh my God! Hallelujah! Uh-huh. Yeah, I said it. Ah, hallelujah! Once you, once you know it, you never want to turn back. You always okay. want to have that specialness in your life. So, but listen, thank you so much for being on the show and spending time with thank us. You. And
1: I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna let you go. Um. But I really do appreciate you coming on and being with us. Thank you,
1: Queen. God bless uh, you and all the people. And I'm going to come on your side of the country real and soon. And I'm going to come on
0: your side of the country, too. I got to get over there. I need to get over there before my course start back up. So I'm going to see. I'm going to try. So all right. All right. Soon. Bless you. Too. Okay. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. Rosalind Strong. I just want to thank Roslyn for being on the show. I love her energy. Um And just, you know, everything about her, you meet some wonderful people. I'm just meeting some of the most amazing people on this journey, not only expats that live in Panama, but in other places as well. It's just like a, it's just like a whole vibe, baby, you understand? Now, not to be confused, we do have a few knuckleheads uh, amongst us, but um, we're not going to let that stop us. We're not going to let that stop us from being great. And for being at peace with the lives that God has given us. Okay. So I like the fact that she mentioned that she had something criminal in her background that, you know, made her concerned, and somebody told her she wasn't going to be able to get her residency in Panama because of it or whatever. Listen, I'm glad that she was transparent and real enough to bring that up because it's a concern for a lot of people. I mean, you know, I, I mean, listen. I don't have a criminal record just by the grace of God, hallelujah, because I show sure enough <laughs> did some things that would have warranted a record or two in my day. Don't, you know, don't let the smooth taste fool you. Um, but the thing is, is that we we are in those situations and we believe what people say. And we just assume that we're not going to be able to get residency in Panama and some other countries because we it does require a simple FBI Um, Background check, Um, but you know, if you have something on your record, you need to speak to an attorney and find out. Okay, this is what I have. You know, an attorney in that respective country. In that country, this is what I have on my record. What does that mean going forward with regard to my residency? That is what you need to do. Okay, so I thank her for sharing that with us, and I'm happy that Giovanna Bernal is going to be able to help her with that situation. Um, Giovanna, as everybody knows is that's, that's our girl. That's our go-to, um, lawyer for black expats in, um, Panama. And we, we love her. She's been with her, been, been with us and supporting us since the very beginning. Um, the other thing that she mentioned that I thought was interesting was that she got, she had tea growing in her backyard. What? I just never thought about tea growing in my backyard, but you know, in Boquete, they're famous for the coffee. And so I think it's got some good dirt over there. I don't know. If you went to good dirt and good soil, and I've even heard people say that they've chosen to live in Boquete because of the soil for the people that are um interested and um interested and concerned about environmental issues and living holistic life and things like that, where they can be self sustained on their own land. Um, so I've heard people that move want to move there because of that. Um and she spoke about the semi-furnished and um, semi-furnished units. When you are renting, particularly in Panama, you're going to rent a lot of the places are fully furnished. Um, in this case, they said semi-furnished. Make sure that you understand. You know, you see everything before you before you get here. You know, avoid you know the surprises and you know what one person's interpretation is of semi-furnished or fully furnished. And listen, fully furnished. It could be fully furnished, but it could be some furniture that you ain't willing to sit asleep on, you know, so... If it is fully furnished, you know what is the arrangement with the owner. If they have furniture there that you're really not interested in, uh, what are your options as far as being able to put that furniture somewhere temporarily while you're leasing that space and bringing things that are going to be more comfortable and suitable for your lifestyle and comfort? Right. So, because if they're not, you know, if they don't have an option. Are you going to have to put their stuff in a storage? And if you're going to have to put their stuff in a storage, you know, is it going to have to be a climate controlled storage? How much is it going to cost you? And then that's going to be something you have to consider adding on to the expenses of this relocation. So make sure you understand the whole furnace situation. And please don't forget to ask about air condition units. You know, in Panama, don't just assume that everything is, I mean, we have a lot of central air in the States. That's not how it is here. There's a lot of individual units, not, not window units or anything like that, but units that are placed on the wall here in Panama. And you just, and if you don't have them, you know, in in the place that you're going to lease, you know, are you going to have to get one? Is the owner going to let you get one? And then what is the cost of that going to be? Because it's not extraordinarily inexpensive. I want to say that, you know, installing ours was maybe around Thirteen dollars to $1,500 each, something like that. So something to consider, okay? Um, She is single in David and looking to fellowship and meet people. So if you're out there, by all means, reach out to this sister. Um, And hopefully what she would like to see happen is, you know, some singles be able to get together and um, in fellowship. Now in leaving you, Her One of her favorite songs, and it's so fitting um, from the 80s is Frankie Beverly and May's Happy Feelings. And I I like that song, Happy Feelings. I love that song too. So that's a good song. Thank you so much for requesting that one because I'm going to enjoy hearing that next. In the meantime, and in between time, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you. And there is just nothing You can do about it. you understand? There's nothing you can do about it. And I'll tell you somebody else I love. I love my main man, Daryl Spears, Elite Conversations Podcast Media for producing this um, show for me. Thank you, Daryl. Shout out to you, my brother. And uh, with that, I'm gonna let y'all go and leave you with some happy feelings. Y'all be blessed. Have a magnificent, marvelous, monumental um, delicious, (laughs) amazing rest of the day. See y'all next time. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black expats in Panama, by way of little old Glasgow, New Jersey, right here on blacksidradio.com, sharing the Black expat journey with you.